Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVito. Hi, welcome to Trades Work. This is Monica Burton here, guest hosting for Dave DeVito today. I am super excited this week to have Travis in studio with us. Travis is a fourth-year apprentice at Local 192 in Cheyenne. Travis, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, We're excited to hear from you. I know you are at Local 192, and you are the first apprentice from 192 we've had on our show. 192 really covers a large area in Wyoming. Um, Have you always been in Wyoming? Do you work only in Wyoming? Since I've been with 192, I've been frequently in Colorado. Okay. And... That's pretty much been the only other place I've been working in. I, I have been working mostly in Wyoming for the, the first half of my apprenticeship, but now I've been working in Colorado. And this is your fourth year, so you're almost done. Yeah. And you're pipe fitter, correct? I started out interested in being, I wanted to weld, okay. um, but then I, I found that most of my work ended up being plumbing, so I'm just probably going to turn out as a plumber anyway. Awesome. So, Probably going to end up being a plumber. <laughs> well, and how did that work for you while you were in your apprenticeship? Were you able to kind of switch course like that and say, hey, I've been working in plumbing. Can I switch to a plumbing apprenticeship? What did that look like? So for our fourth year is, is usually the time we decide when we want to choose pipe fitter or plumber. Okay. If, so even even now, if I wanted to be a pipe fitter before I take the exam or take the, the certification test or uh, licensing, I could decide where... I wanted to be a pipe fitter or not. Okay. So um, you would usually get asked that right at the beginning of your fourth year before you start your classes. So they can start tailoring your classes towards whatever trade you're going to end up at. So I decided I've been doing most of the jobs of plumbing. And that's the thing I, I realized I couldn't choose was not being able to choose what jobs like if there was enough, I could probably be like, hey, I want to do plumbing work, then I'll do plumbing work. But piping work, I'll be piping work. But well, at the moment, I did not have the choice. Yeah. Just like no we were busy this. here. So, and most of the work was plumbing work. So I decided, well, I'll just do that. <laughs> For our listeners that don't know as much about apprenticeship, will you walk us through kind of how that works, how you get assigned to a job site, how you get assigned to an employer? Oh, it's, it's so much easier than conventional means um, as far as going out and finding a job. It's basically left up to your business manager. They give you a list of what jobs are available. If they are plentiful, then they pretty much give you a dispatch on where you're going and when you're starting. And it's usually pretty much one after the other. If you're getting laid off, you tell your manager, your business manager, what's going on. And they usually have a job ready to go if there's enough work around. Way easier than just going and applying. And, you know, I'm doing the same work everywhere. So it's not like I have to switch up and learn a new skill. I mean, I'm learning new skills all the time, but it's within that same set of skills. Yeah, it's definitely a unique model because, like you said, once one job wraps up, you'll start a new job. And it may be for the same contractor. It may be for a different contractor. But part of the beauty of being a union tradesman is you have that backbone to fall back on and they're going to be able to say, oh, hey, Travis is available now. Let's send him out here. Yeah, especially with that type of um, work pacing, you definitely have to worry more about your reputation than you would had you 
be outside of outside of the trades or even outside of the union because it's a big it's a big world but it becomes very small when when you start having one reputation one side or the other whether it be very good or better really bad like bad reputation spreads way faster than a good one yeah. so if you're known for being that guy that just doesn't know what you're doing or is just has a really bad temper or whatever that spreads quickly and and even some of your your local might even out you on it sometimes when approaching another contractor if they want to hire you they might just say hey this guy's a little hard to work with but yep. i mean you know they try to give they try to put your best foot forward but if you don't have any best feet to put forward then you're kind of screwing yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, you definitely want to be I the mean, guy whose name comes across the desk and they say oh yeah we want that guy yeah that's, i think that's a good thing though because you know with in this trade we are known for being the best of what our trade is since we're like the union and training our our pipers, our pipe fitters, or plumbers, all of that, mm-hmm. are known for having good workers. And so, if reputation spreads fast about a guy that is not up to snuff, yep, and he decides it's not really important for him to be up to snuff because he gets paid regardless. If yep. he starts getting less work and less work, then yeah, we don't want him in the union anyway. We don't no, want him and that's not the guy you want to work next to either. Exactly, because I hate working with dreaming that know way less than me but, <laughs> and it's it's just, it's a real thing too it's kind of it's like what who trained you like what's happening yep well like, and that's that's the beauty of the level of training that the jatcs offer and that all of the partners offer yeah. in western states college of construction is it's uniform it's consistent you know if you're hiring a pipe fitter or a plumber that was trained through one of the western states college of construction campuses 192 being our cheyenne location you're getting the best yeah and it's easy, it, and, and you just know immediately if, if if a guy or girl has been trained the same way as you have. Most and relatively mostly, you you are, and it's easy to just plug and play. You know all the terminology. Yep. Um, depending on the year you are, but you can you just know sometimes too without even asking what year someone is because of how easy. Like okay, lay out this waistline or something, and they get their layout tools and stuff and judging what they grab and you're just like okay they know exactly what they're doing they know yep, exactly been through what this course, yeah. This yeah and so you don't even have to worry about it compared awesome. to someone that doesn't know anything and you're just kind of explaining sometimes what even some tools do and you're just <laughs> like okay this this is going to go a lot slower but i mean sometimes that's what you, what you need because some people just need repetition sometimes yep. i know i i needed it on my first year once I saw how it benefited on the job site, it was so easy to just latch into, okay, this works because this is the, this is what this part is built for. Sure. And, you know, it's kind of good seeing everything come together too helps you understand it better too. Well, and it's so nice to have that level of on-the-job learning. You're getting to apply what you learned right away. You're not sitting and waiting for three, four years to be out there oh, yeah. doing what you learned. Yeah, exactly. Like when... When you're putting on, when you're putting all your underground pipe in and stuff, you're just like, why does this pipe even go here? Like, <laughs> like you'll, you'll see in a few months. Like, and it's like you, you get to, and also you get to see if you made a mistake too. Mm-hmm. How that, how that can affect the whole entire um, system for the pipes and everything, and, and for everything. And it's, it's really cool to see that. It's, I feel it's really important to see how it affects everything not just the plumbing aspect but everything around it yep. the whole building yep so you are a fourth year apprentice what were you doing prior to this five years ago what were you up to oh man 
I was just finishing getting off the road um, with the rock band. I toured through pretty much every state in the U.S. except for Maine and Alaska and Hawaii, pretty much. Cool. How long were you in the band? Three years. Three years. Do you guys still play together? Do you still see them? No, I mean, I just went to one of my my bass players. He just had a wedding in Vegas, and I just went, I flew out there and saw his wedding. Awesome. But for the most part, like our our manager at the time really really did a number on us. I had my first son in the midst of us being on the road. Um, me and my current girlfriend were not, yeah, we weren't on good stances and stuff. It was kind of rough being on the road, so it caused my band to not have a lot of faith in me. They were just like, "Well, your head's not going to be in it. You're going to be worried about your son and his mom all the time." Like, "Well, no, I still." The worry is, is that I'm, I'm trying to do, make the best out here. It's not necessarily that I'm going to be out of it. I'm going to be more into it, if anything. Our manager, who had uh, alternative, ulterior motives, kind of just pushed us against each other. Okay. Um, we were always fighting. Towards the end, it was just fight, fight, fight. He was threatening us of just being like, you're never going to make it if you don't get rid of this guy for your lead singer. And and I was just like, hey, man, if everyone's against me, I'm not, I'm not going to make this work. Like, <laughs> you guys are like a, a broken, well, busted engine. As a new dad, it's not like health. it's not like you didn't have other things on your plate as a new dad either. Oh, no. And I, the another thing that was cool, I mean, first I did think it was just like, maybe I am just going to be so far into this that I won't be able to concentrate on making this work. And then we, land, we ran to the lead, lead singer of uh, Papa Roach. I don't know if you know that band. Yep. Jacoby, he already he also had like a show on MTV. We we met with him after a show and he asked us. It's, it's just like out of nowhere. He was just like, hey, you guys have any kids? I'm like, I do. And everyone else was like, yeah, he's got a kid. And kind of shamefully. And, and he just, they just, he turned to me and it was just like, he walked into me and just like, hey, man, I know exactly what you're going through right now. It's not like you're not going to make it without having, you know, it, it, like it's like every worry I had about what they described of like, I'm not going to have my head in it and stuff. He completely wiped away with just being like, hey, you're here. You're doing your thing. The baby's so young. Like the mom's mom's job is is to do that. Like You can't worry about her right now. She's got it. And you just worry about your thing and i was just like wow sure. coming from this guy too that just uber famous he's he's done it all he's been through rehab he's done you know he's got like four big beautiful kids and stuff like that i was just like oh well you know what i could do it you know yeah and it didn't matter what the rest of my band thought i was just like if the band is is, is not on the same wavelength then you know i'll just leave this band eventually get another one you know yep. so, well, and it's not like you lose your talent right like you can exactly. you can take it and do what you want to do with it. Was that exactly. part of the deciding factor for going so, into the trades was having exactly, your child and yeah. leaving the band and kind of deciding what was next? Mm-hmm. How did you make that yeah, decision? Because, well, I was a bartender at the Ribbon Chop House here in Cheyenne. It's a steakhouse, like one a nice swanky steakhouse downtown. Um, and I was just like, that, that was my initial plan to like make enough money to be stable as a father. And it was doing all right, but I was so staying up so late. I had no time to like actually put any body time in with my son or anything like that. Yep. I was just tired all the time because I was working so late, waking up at like 10 o'clock. And so I had a friend 
like she wasn't my girlfriend at the time. She was just like, which you should do some like welding or something. That's a that's a high paying job. I'm like, yeah, but like most of the high paying jobs in welding are like traveling and stuff. So I ended up talking to um one of the guys that came in who instantly was the JETC coordinator okay. at 192 at the time. His name was Seth Camerad. Um, he passed away unfortunately um, last year, but he got me. He laid everything out to me. He showed me what I needed to do to. It's like if you want to weld, we got you can get your welding, but we're mostly focused on plumbing and pipe fitting. But pipe fitting is you know that's where you're going to be welding at. Yep, so a lot of welding and pipe fitting. Because I was I was just so eager to have a nine to five because I hated like working random shifts at the at the bar top and it was fun don't get me wrong but at the same time it was not there's no longevity in it so um he got me set up with a schedule uh okay. to come or the interview to come in and i did my interview i was actually kind of late to the interview because i was <laughs> i was on like two hours of sleep because i had a i think i had a long night at the bar the, the night before like serving so he I, I explained and everyone understood so then i had my interview and then they I think a week or two later, they hired me. Okay. And I started my first job at the, the Capitol building at, for U.S. Engineering. Well, I'm looking the, for the that. Wham, the shine. That consistency and schedule is awesome. One thing yeah. we hear a lot from our apprentices is, obviously, you work all day. You're on the job site all day. But you still have to take classes, too. So what does that look yeah. like for your schedule? How does that impact your, your day? Well, before COVID, it was like every Wednesday we had a class. And so we'd I'd work from you know, seven to four thirty or seven to five or sometimes six to four thirty. And then get off, have a break, and then we start class at six to nine and go on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And so now, especially since I'm traveling, it's left pretty much to our own discretion with how often we do our homework. Like if we if we work fast, if we're fast work workers and we can do our book work fast, then we can do that. That for our apprentices, we have to pretty much like be our own teachers. A lot of it. Sometimes we get a Zoom in classes when it's like a some a lab we're doing, like you know, first setting up a pipe around or something like that, just to see how it fits together. But then most of it is just rough work, so we got to be disciplined enough to do our book work and then we take tests online. Like luckily, my my coordinator calls in and reminds me, he's like, hey, make sure you do your quizzes, turn in your homework, and turn in your. Uh, timesheets yep. which is another thing hey, we got to worry, worry about as apprentices um every single month we we turn in our timesheets to um pretty much keep a record of our hours worked right. and then what, what we did on the work side and our quality of work under our watch of our apprentice or um, apprentice, our uh, journeyman they sign off on it and make sure you know they, they give a, a detailed summary of like what i need to work on or what I don't need to work on because I'm doing pretty proficient in that or yep. something I did way better than I expected. And that's a pleasant surprise. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> For me anyway, they, they just went from I need to work on, you know, showing up to work on time more. And that was like one of the biggest challenges because that's something as a union journeyman, you want to show that you don't have problems showing up on time because yep. a lot of yep. contractors make sure that's one of the big bugaboos for contractors making sure you're reliable and that's one of the first signs of being reliable yeah that professionalism and that reliability is everything yeah so you've had a big year Uh, you are turning out relatively soon how much do you have left i think it's a year okay i I think 
in the fall. You're getting close. Is when when I should be taking my plumbing test. I think it all depends on my my classwork, class hours. So that's all kind of foggy because <laughs> kind of crazy enough, our previous uh, coordinator he died, and then the guy that he filled his spot died. The set set that I told you about. Yeah. So that is crazy. So everyone like. It was weird. As soon as change of, of office went to uh, Tony, was his name, he uh, died shortly after he came into managing all the apprentices. That's like, crazy. It was probably a few months. And so um, shortly after that happened, Seth, who previously had his job, died. Uh, no health, health reasons, I'm not sure of, but like it was just like, what is happening? So, ever, so all of our hours and stuff were kind of out on the computer and everything and so we're all trying to figure out like okay well maybe gotta make sure we have enough hours here and there and so yeah it's, it's we're all just kind of playing catch up right now as far as the the apprentice coordinators go yeah he's trying to make sure we have enough class hours he's like well i don't know we're what i know it. because we talked about it earlier but my listeners don't know because they can't see you is that you're sitting in a hospital right now because you've had a big week this week you had another baby this week yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i had my, my second son uh his name is Thomas Maurice James. So cool. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, it just had me yesterday. Well, um, and how has that been with your training, knowing you have a toddler and now you have a new baby? Do you find that you're um, able to have, I mean, obviously you're at the hospital right now having a baby. Are you able to have some mm-hmm. of that flexibility and be with your family a little bit more? Or is that something you're looking forward to once you turn out? I'm definitely looking forward to it once I turn out. I'm having a hard time traveling and especially now with her just having our second son and me not being there to help her, you know, take care of stuff and heal. I, luckily, my my job gave me a week off and mm-hmm. they wanted to pay me in advance just so I, I could feel okay taking a week off. My supervisor is really good. Um, well, and, and that's, so- one of the, that's one of the cool things about the trades and union contractors is it really is like a family and they genuinely... They care about yeah. you and they want what's best for you. And you have so much opportunity to grow quickly. Yeah. And especially if like, I've noticed this a lot more that um, a lot of union workers, if they see that you, that you are trying and just aren't hitting it the way you need to, or, or you're just having problems, they'll step in and be like, Hey, you know, let me take care of your gas for this week or something because you're having a hard time or, you know, just some stuff like that. Yeah. Just helping, just helping out, just being good people. Yeah. And that makes a person like me makes me want to pay it back or pay it forward. And like any way I can. And, you know, it only goes as far as the person's willing to give you back in in most cases. But my boss, I've never met a guy like that who would always gets us everything we need at the job site. We got anything going on at home. We just like take the day off. Don't, don't worry about it. You, your mind's not going to be at work right now and stuff yep. like that. He just he just knows when when to apply that kind of um, grace with us, I guess. And I appreciate that. I, probably one of the best bosses I've had. But I've, in my whole entire apprenticeship, I have had a lot of bosses yep. that were like that, actually. Well, and it's um, great to have those those individuals and those folks as mentors as you develop as a professional and grow. I'm going to ask you one last question, then I'm going to let you go play with your baby. In five years, if I had you back on this podcast, what are you most looking forward to? What do you want to be able to tell me about your career in five years? It's funny that you asked that because I had a 
taken on this idea with my wife and with my friends at the hall that I wanted to start a local plumbing business that would help train and and keep work for apprentices here um, because that has been a problem I think here in Cheyenne as we have a program called Climb Wyoming which is for single moms to get into the trades which is a good thing and there's there's very eager women out there that want to do that but the problem that they have is when something like this happens and you have to travel so far from home just to stay working there's no incentive for them to remain in the trades or remain training because it's just like they have no one to there they are their sole support for their child and traveling they're usually small kids they can't support them you know so they, yep. they well, and you can't take them everywhere with you yeah so then their only choice is to if, if the money runs out their unemployment runs out and they're just kind of like well i have to not be apprentice anymore i have to figure out something else now yeah. so i want to give that and then not just for the women too just for any apprentices that just want to remain close to home in a, in a tight spot when we have if something like this happens again where we just have no work in Wyoming. Because apprentices should stay close to home starting out. Um, they shouldn't, I don't feel like they should have to travel. Uh, unfortunately, this is what we're looking at right now. But hey, I, I really want to start the uh, a local plumbing shop to be able to do um, residential service work and possibly industrial too. So That would be very cool. And states yeah. like Wyoming that are trying to keep their homegrown talent at home and have so much talent in the state but are having to send them out elsewhere, that'll be, that would be a huge benefit. That sounds awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to give back to my community and my brothers and sisters as much as I can. So I feel like that would be a very, I mean, ambitious, but also very good, good um, asset for everyone here in Wyoming to rely on. Absolutely. I want to be that. Well, when I circle back with you in five years and have you back on the show, you'll have to update me on how that's going and I'll be able to come visit your shop in Wyoming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have you. It's so great. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for taking time. I know that it's been a crazy week for you, and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. And congratulations again. Enjoy that new baby. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate that. Thank you. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.